0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for things that have been rebooted, remade, adapted, sequelized, or are otherwise unoriginal and have been done before. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And a special guest from our Marvel Pair-Up series, Jamie Girac. Hello, glad to be marveling with
2: you again. I have
0: uh, actively chosen to introduce you that way instead of with comicbook.com or any of the larger things you do. <laughs> I think that's, uh, that's how I would have introduced me. <laughs> and this week, uh, I feel like I've said we're back seven times on this podcast, but now we're back to Marvel movies in the theater with the enormous premiere of Black Widow, a film that we have been waiting for since phase one of these movies that Ike Perlmutter did not want to make. But we're here. We have it. The third time the MCU has gone back in time, technically First Avenger, we went back. Captain Marvel, we went back. Black Widow, we went back. But this one feels the most prequely of all of them. So rather than sit here and dissect comic books and how they adapted her as a character, which we have done many, many times, we are going to focus on the movie, the new characters, and making a prequel with stakes. Because if anybody who listens to this show knows, I hate prequels. I don't like them. I think they're pointless. I don't understand why we ever do it. But this movie has changed my mind. Because it's (laughs) fantastic. Jamie, what did you think about this movie? You saw it at an early premiere. You've seen it two or three times now. Yes, I've seen it
2: three times and I love it more each time. Um I keep every time I watch it, it raises in my MCU ranking. Um and you know, it's funny because I'm not a huge prequel fan either. And the thing about this is like it does lower the stakes in a lot of ways, but it also um we've had such high stakes in the MCU lately. It's nice it feels just like this fun little side quest. And once now that we've I've seen it three times, it doesn't really matter that it's a prequel because I've seen every movie, Marvel movie a million times. It just inserts in there perfectly like on a first viewing maybe it's weird that it's a prequel but now it's like it just it's seamless it fits in I love it um I I love Florence Pugh I love Rachel Vice. I love David Harbour I mean I don't I can't think of another Marvel movie where I loved all the new people as much as I think in this I do in this movie um I can't wait to see what what, what happens with Florence Pugh. And um, I, my only real complaint is that I didn't love the villains, um, just because I'm I'm used to a more fun villain. Um, but the more I watch and the more I hear people kind of talk and dissect about um, about the characters and just like the overall overall arc of like feminism and and in the way that these women are being treated, it's growing on me more and more the the direction they took. So um, yeah, I'm a, I'm very pro this film
1: <laughs> um, I I also really enjoy this movie um, what's weird is I am in that same boat where I, I, I can't stand prequels uh, that's why uh, the solo story I was like I don't I don't want this um, I typically it's because of the stakes I was just like I, I know what's going to happen with these characters or especially specifically one character in this I don't really need to watch an entire film about that but um, and that did affect me a little bit with this, but granted, I've only seen it once and sort of what Jamie said, I think because we do watch these movies over and over and over again, by the time the second or third time we're watching this, we all know what the heck's about to happen. So it's, it becomes less and less um, important as, we, as you rewatch. So I think I, that because of that, my ranking of where it is will start going up as it goes on because I think this is a really well done. It's one of the best uh, solo films for any character that has ever existed in MCU. Like it's really high up there. Um, I can't gush enough about Florence Pugh. I loved her before this. I love her seven thousand times more <laughs> after this. Like I am I am in love. Um, she is fantastic in this movie, um, both action-wise and comedy. And she she nails it. She nails this character, but I enjoy all of it. I think I like the first two-thirds of this film way more than I do the third act. For me, the third act sort of does what Winter Soldier does too, where it gets so big, where you're kind of like, um, okay guys, we've earned, we we did earn this, but let's scale this down a little bit. This is now ginormous and I don't know where we're at within the scale of all of this, but I still, it, did, it had, had done enough legwork up to that point um, that I, that I accepted it. I mean, you get simple stuff with just the David Harbour and Florence Pugh singing uh, American uh, Bye Bye to each other I actually started tearing. Up. I was like, "This is, this shouldn't happen in the middle of an MCU film, but it did." Like, just that family, familial element made this stand out a little bit for me. Uh, I, I also think that this was very great to be in the hands of a female director because there's 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 a joke in here that if it were handled by men, would have just been a shit show. But the Florence Pugh exp- uh, joke about women's uh, rep- reproductive organs is both hilarious and just heartbreaking at the same time and sort of puts a man in his place about you You did, like you were responsible for this, but it works. But if if, if Josh <laughs> did this and he did a form of it, it's kind of like, oh, you are a gross man, sir. But this works here and, and it, it plays off. I agree with Jamie, the villain stuff uh, bothered me a little bit specific, not so much the main villain, Taskmaster, I won't get into the spoilers of it all, but Taskmaster and what we reveal that to be sort of changes from the what the comic thing is. And I'm fine with it overall. The guy, I don't mind, because it felt very much like a Mission Impossible type of thing. And when you have that big bad who's behind a board type of thing, that's what this movie traditionally actually feels like is the Marvel's Mission Impossible or Bond film. So I'm okay with the way that that villain actually works out. With the movie as a whole, I, I love it. And I think as it goes along, and I rewatched this a bunch of times, it's gonna end up higher and higher on my list.
2: I love that you compared to Mission Impossible because my friends said the same thing and I thought the same thing. And I'm like the, I'm such a big Mission Impossible fan. And I'm like, oh, there's a reason why like Winter Soldier is my favorite movie. And that this is kind of my, I just really like a good spy thriller. Uh, that's just clearly my jam. Yeah. Uh, it took me a long time to realize like, oh, that's
0: my thing.
1: I also just like the tangible action sequences and Winter Soldier and this have that, where it's like that hand-to-hand combat it's just visceral. feels visceral. Yeah, it's just insane. <laughs>
0: No, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Uh from the 1995 opening of watching these kids and this family together and then just we smash into some old Nirvana remixes and we've got to watch one of the creepiest intros of a that Marvel movie. It's phenomenal.
2: It top to your, to your opening, top your credit sequence like that movie it, it like I I gets you in it and the casting of the kids was so good
0: oh it was nila joltz's
2: daughter played young natasha
1: oh really is that who that yeah yeah Yeah. she's great she's great
0: some of the most you watch that opening sequence and it just gave so much context to everything about black widow we didn't know And it was just with this song paralleled with it. These I usually hate these like slower remixes of old songs. But this one I would one, we're out of 80s nostalgia. You had 30 years of it. I'm tired of it for these old people, and I am now almost one of them. I want my (laughs) goddamn 90s nostalgia songs. Play me some Nirvana, do it. Oh, I loved it so much. And then you're right, we're back in this like spy thriller, winter soldier, mission impossible. Visceral action—it's Florence Pugh's world. We're just living in it. Every moment with her was incredible. Her asking Natasha, well, "Where have you been? It'd be you're such a poser. What is this this hair flip you do? What what is that? Why what makes you that? Doing
1: it? What makes that work is because the joke is the hair flip part. But what makes that work is the button on it because she's like, now you. I've been you've been this false reality to all these girls and on magazine covers and I was like oh Jesus you 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 hit her with a two piece combo because you came back and and made her feel away and it how can you just imagine how hard it is to be like you see this woman as your sister and the only way that you can actually see her is through a camera or through a magazine because it's a superstar.
0: It's interesting because we leaned into something the MCU like tickles but doesn't really play with, which is the celebritism of these heroes. Like, Thor Ragnarok has a fun moment where it's like, oh, photos with Thor, yay, sorry about the breakup. And like, Iron Man is Tony Stark, he's been doing it the whole time. And everybody else kind of just has this like legacy to them. But this was one of the first times where we've talked about the cultural impact that a person like Black Widow has on the next generation, both in the context of the MCU and as a result, the context of the real world. And like these people are looking up and idealizing her. And it it really adds a lot of context to why I think these kind of movies are important to our reality, but suddenly you see them being like, it's also important here. You're getting into some themes that even like The Last Jedi plays with of, well, we've inspired the next rebellion. These stories of Luke Skywalker are what's inspiring these kids playing with toys. And it's never going to end because even in the context of this world, we have these stories, which is the it just my jam is also just people being like, here's why stories and toys and culture impact are important. And I'm like, yes, but it's a great sister moment. We then have her driving down the road with this vest with pockets and this whole, we, we, We have our fun and games script moments a lot in this movie. And it's some of the best ones that the movie has. I can't really think of many other MCU moments that like nails the, like not just like the jokey fun, but like actual fun between the characters that builds their relationship.
1: And yeah, this feels more earned and honest in this. Uh, And it's, it's quite funny. And I think it's because it's a family and they're sort of a bit more, earned intertwinedness that these folks have but, but the comedy really works um and it works against the action i think Winter Soldier does it a little bit too but not nearly as much as as, as this does
0: yeah and I, and I, and i just My only complaint is I want more from everyone. I want Red Guardian. I want Taskmaster. I want Florence. I want Helena. I want all these characters to come back in a way because at least we know we're getting Florence Pugh.
2: Like, that's so. Oh,
0: my excitement for that Hawkeye show went from like a tepid seven to a high ten. Like,
2: I was excited for Haley, but like I did not. But like not enough that of all the Marvel shows. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But now I'm like, give me that. Yeah,
1: I was really excited to see Kate Bishop on screen. Oh, that'll be cool. But I don't really care about going back to to see Clint. And then they were like, "This." I'm like, "Oh, sign me up. Put it into oh, that, my veins."
2: Now. Yeah, I think that's
0: pretty much like that's Twitter. What I'm seeing all over Twitter too. Yeah, it's funny how the Hawkeye shows had this weird legacy of, for a while, we were all like, the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye from 2012 is some of the best comic books of the time. I'm very excited to see this adapted. I want him in the apartment. I want him run down. I want Kate Bishop running the show, and I want to see this man on his last leg. And then everyone was like, Hawkeye kind of sucks, right? Like, (laughs) I feel like that's now the Twitter conversation is like, he should have died in Endgame, because like, who cares? Uh, which never- I don't agree with, because I like Hawkeye, but I get that we've done G- Vision, Falcon of the Winter Soldier, Marvel What If, Loki, Hawkeye? Yeah. Like, yeah. in the context of the rest of those shows, it's like, okay. I, I,
1: I also think, I mean, granted, we're going to end up with Kate Bishop, but to start this, we're going to start with Clint. I think it's also all of those shows you mentioned were featuring or lead led by a minority, either a female or a person of color, to then just be like, cool. Last straight white male remaining from that original. Straight we gotta, white male we
0: gotta. They're like bedbugs, Terrence. We gotta <laughs> wipe them all off the board. We gotta get rid of Clint. We gotta get rid of Hulk. We gotta get rid of Thor.
1: And I, I also don't think it helps that personal life. Jeremy is not in the yeah. best light right now, he's so I think that hard. also hurts. Sort of, yeah. sort of that. So they're. Honestly,
2: <laughs> I, I'm not like I'm fine with Hawkeye. Like I don't. I, I one of my favorite scenes in the MCU is in Ultron when he's boost when he's.
1: Talking to Wanda. Talking
2: to Wanda. Yeah. You know, I've got a bow and arrow. This this is crazy. What but am I doing Iron here? <laughs> yeah. I really love I'm, I I love their dynamic. Um, but after when WandaVision came out, I read a lot of comics I'd never read before, and it made me realize like, wow, Clint is like kind of an asshole in the comics in like a fun way. like he's just the vanilla in the movies yeah Um, and and it's fine but it's like they just kept killing people instead of him and it was just a weird choice every time Uh, I honestly if I had to choose I would get rid of Hawkeye and bring back Renner's character in Mission Impossible mainly because I'm convinced he's gay based on one one line he says (laughs) I'm like convinced that Jeremy Renner's character is gay in those movies I'm like bring him I would rather see brant come back than then clint personally
1: well i think that's what's interesting interesting about hawkeye as a whole it's just you think about this series this this whole mcu i mean his first introduction he's he's basically a zombie that, that whole first movie so we haven't really spent many times he's kind of just always been there like we need a guy to shoot an arrow cool there's this guy don't but we really he was don't...
0: in four yeah
1: yeah he's it's in like the, the that's
0: where you yeah. get the closest like comic book asshole when he's like mm. you better make a call i'm starting to like this right. guy
1: yeah That's the closest we get of of them. And then we don't get any of that. He's, basically sidelined in, in Avengers. Even and in his Ultron.
0: Ronin stuff is like two scenes.
1: It's so quick, yeah. And I, I think that my understanding is that we're going to get into that a little bit more in his series, which would be cool. I think that's the problem with Hawkeye is that he's been so vanilla and so bland that we're kind of just like, I don't know him. So Well, you know, he's we been took a Soldier,
0: time. who was a literal zombie, and then is in the last two Avengers movies for like five frames. And yeah. I'm now like, what if we gave him an Emmy? What if... <laughs> <laughs> what if him and Sam Wilson won awards for this show? Yeah. So they keep doing that. But back to Black Widow. I think one of the interesting parts of it is that we are now learning a lot about her character that informs Infinity War and Endgame in a big way. We sort of start this off with this idea that she doesn't have a family and everything's been fake. And they sort of reiterate that theme being like, well, this family you thought you had in the Avengers, where are they? That, that you know, they broke up. So that's not really that real either. And it kind of, her resolution in this movie is realizing that she has two families and one of them needs her right now, which my small plot hole that I don't think is a plot hole, but I think it's a question, is like she says she's going to go break them out of prison, but Cap does that at the end of Civil War. So does this entire movie take place when like Tony and Cap are Mm -hmm. winter soldiering?
2: I think so I think it's like it's really quick and so then- I and I my guess is that the breakout of prison is happens a little later and she's with him we just don't see her yet.
1: Right, like, okay. I think she gets cat if, if the way that I'm seeing is that she gets cat first and takes cap to that spot and then cat breaks them out together yeah. and because because they are all sort of on the run at the same time and they don't seem like when we see them together again they don't seem like they've been apart from each other because
0: I almost was like the mid credit scene is going to be Sam showing up being like hey we gotta go yeah, which like is Cap why does.
1: I mean, which is why I think we see it's Widow and Cap that are together when they come. To to save uh, Wanda and, and and Vision, so uh, it makes right. sense when you do it that way. I, my my brain, just because of the way it all works, is the whole. She's also rescuing Ant Man. It seems like Ant Man didn't think that she would remember him when he comes to the when he comes to the to the mansion to see all that. So that, that was where my brain. Well, was, yeah, but it all, he, re-
0: he references Germany. He's like, right. I got big. You re- know me,
1: right? But he doesn't reference
0: like you broke me out of prison. <laughs> also that well they get plea bargains easy. Clint and ant-man make pleas that's true I think,
2: I think by the time because i think by the time they come they must be out because because william hurt says that he right. says like i got the um the, the shrink the incredible
0: convict. shrinking convict yeah. um
2: and the other so um and i'm trying to remember if in civil war we see the two of them in the Prison when they we do
0: because you know. Clint does his whole like the futurist is here everyone you no
2: know, I'm I mean like at the very end when they no when,
0: it's just yeah. Cap shows up out of the it's shadow Cap. to get a okay. so, to get Sam. so, so, so they, may they may have already been given
1: sense. they may have already been given their names because they both have family. so they might have worked something out with the two yeah of them. we
0: don't really know the time lapse yeah between... definitely
2: got to be like a like a few weeks of planning or something and there yeah. are enough yeah. time for Clint and Scott to make their deals yeah yeah. That was
1: my um,
0: one, like, okay, hold on. But it works. I don't even care. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I, I say it's fine. It it, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs>
2: but
1: I, I, I like that, that we've sort of put in that widow has two families and she's sort of like, I got to get this family work. Uh, one of, It's a really cool thing. Cause I think the thing that works that I had to kind of sort of think about is, is that Maddie was aware that she was on assignment when she was a kid. Yelena was not. Elena was yeah. like too young to realize she. So all of this. even three
2: when they start. Right,
1: so Yelena this is all real to her, and so that's why when she has that, it's like you were my mom and all it of that. It was real to me. But that widow sequence in the open before when they're kids, when they start to put their hands on Elena, and Natasha was like, "Stay the fuck away from her. I will, I will murder all of you." I was like, "Oh." This is real to her too. Like it might be might be still she know this is assignment, but in some way she did connect to her. Well, and that's why when she said it at the end, like, no, you are my sister. Like,
0: it also shows that even at a young age, she rejected that system. Right. That is like soon as she could, she was helping people who didn't need to be in that. Yeah. Uh, which I, I like because the red guardian shows up and is like, I want the costume back. I'm bored. This sucks. And you're like, Oh, this is, he's a country man. Right. I also need to know, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but I don't care. I need to know who he was fighting in the eighties. Cause he keeps saying captain America and in prison, they're like, well, caps under ice. And he says, you're calling me a liar, which I'm like, sure the man's a liar. But when he sees black widow, he's like, come here. He Come talk here. About me? I Did think Cap he's just delusional. I,
2: I really think that I don't think that he thinks he fought Captain America. Or like he's I think like,
0: it's Bucky, Bucky or Isaiah. I or say, it or part Isaiah me is. That would be
2: cool. Or um, or Isaiah. but, Isaiah but I didn't sense. read it as I, I didn't I read it as he's just like so delusional that He spent so much time like thinking about how he's Russia's Captain America that he assumes Captain America has been thinking would would be
1: I'm his equal yeah talk about Um, me
2: exactly know about me yeah I don't like that's how I interpreted it but it would be cool if we could go back and see him fighting Isaiah
0: yeah I mean a part of me was like is it Bucky is there another Captain America we don't know about because in the comics you know, they're kind of a loophole for like 1980s issues of Captain America. Once they introduced him, I was like, no, that's a different one. Steve was under right. ice. And this cap you've been reading about is somebody else. So I'm like, there could be.
1: I, I think it gets real, it gets real messy. If you put the because he was hidden so much when you put the black captain america isaiah out there i don't know i don't think he would have been fighting him i think it is like jamie well, said it's just isaiah a matter is of also like the
0: whole thing is like they wouldn't they would never use me right
1: they would never use me for this so I, I they were just testing me and taking my blood they didn't want me to be out in the field so i think this is more of him like hey i'm the equal to that guy he ever want to he ever want to talk about me because you know i'm I'm the same here oh, over it, in it, here It's like right me
2: thinking, would be thinking that Elizabeth Olsen somehow talks about me as much as I talk about
0: her. Because <laughs> look, hear me out. If we can get like another season of Bucky and the Winter Soldier, Bucky and the Winter Soldier, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or even in Cap Four, and there's some old 1980s cap that is like worse than John Walker, and is like the reason John Walker has to become good, I'm yeah. in for it. I if o- we can get some real shitty guy. <laughs>
1: I also hope because I think, obviously, if Natasha's gone, some of the characters outside of Elena who we've already seen are going to be put on the board. I don't really want to lose David Harbor in this world, no. or even Rachel Vice. I I, so I would imagine the back. place to put them back in is Captain America Four because it fits with that world. If we're going to keep using them,
0: there's a lot of places you could put them. Or
1: Secret Wars would I probably fit there too.
2: Lo- I would. I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Rachel again, which would make me sad. But I. But I think people love David Harper so much and he's enjoying it so much. I would be shocked if we never saw him again.
1: Yeah. Uh, But I I am the type of person to call back consistently. Hey, Kevin, you need me? (laughs)
2: exactly i really thought rachel was gonna die in this movie and so the fact that she's alive makes me really happy just thinking like she could just knowing she could come no
0: we did a good job of keeping everybody on the table i think my my only real complaint with the movie and i don't even care it's a marvel movie Is i was ahead of it as soon as they were like you thought you killed dracov and his daughter i was like that's taskmaster (laughs) the daughter is taskmaster that's the daughter comes alive and the daughter is that's it that was my only like come on guys make it like a little bit more there
1: were some cool things for me i mean obviously it seemed like it was probably written on the wall but i like the rachel weiss flip when the the plan is made that's very mission impossible
0: yeah
1: here's what the plan was is what we did and the whole the thing that really got me that i was like this is great is the pheromone lock i was like Sure, fuck it. That's another amazing. thing
0: that, as soon as she started being like, punch me, I was like, she was trying to break her nose. I did too.
1: I was like, yeah, this is great. She's like, um, Which was good. We're seeing, I like this movie too, because you also see as badass as Black Widow is, she's also one of the smartest people in the room. She's like, well, I'm that, trying like, to outsmart you.
0: You know, there's all these talks of when Marvel tries to make another genre. And when they do it, it turns into a big bombastic, not that this doesn't have big bombastic set pieces, but that scene, I loved it for two reasons. I liked that she just straight up was like, hey, your plan sucks. You have all of these like widows but you're not doing anything with them And he's like well i could control a whole country And she's like but you're not and i was like this is great he basically has like a shitty winter soldier program where yeah. he's like but i could just press a button and they're like who cares which is all just to get him to show her the database we're back to like avengers with her talking to loki to thank you for your cooperation exactly yeah. the nose breaking i was like this is so tom cruise spy mission 100%. impossible whenever i see people like oh did it just it's not really a spy movie i'm like that is more spy shit than i than have any, seen in a than, movie since the pelican brief and it's
1: very mission impossible <laughs> in the fact that like she had a plan it didn't work because he didn't punch her hard enough and she was just like fuck it and just broke her own nose
0: which is nuts love it i love Yeah, yeah that was all great i liked um we thought talk, we talked a lot about Red Guardian. I I want him back. I want more. I loved seeing him become a father that he always did care even though he was bored. Uh I loved Taskmaster. My only complaint is more. And it's like I I said it yeah. to Jamie before we started recording. I really wanted like a and I'm asking for too much. I wanted like a four-minute-long fight scene with her and Black Widow, where she's just
1: switching—correct—Spider-Man,
0: yeah. Black Panther, and I wanted Widow to call it out because you see right. it because she you has see to, the Winter right. Soldier knife trick. We see Hawkeye into, and the bow and arrow. We see to, Wakanda to, to, forever. Yeah,
1: yeah so um, I I wanted that too, and just her kind of like having to switch on the fly. Like I fought all these people. I have to alter what I'm doing. Because she saw, we saw world.
0: like a Spider-Man jump. Even when she's falling through the air, it's a little like Iron Man kind of like moving. Yeah. But I really I was like- on- none of this and I, I can't wait to watch it for a fourth
2: time tomorrow and i definitely saw she the, comes up with a bow and arrow yeah i
1: definitely saw the hawkeye the widow i mean the black panther and i saw he definitely does a spider-man uh uh jump that i, I was, noticed like, the
2: cool. black panther but i didn't like cl- it didn't really click what it what was happening because the makes-
0: fight she's watching in the beginning is uh clinton t'challa in civil Correct. war so i was like well that's what we're gonna see the most of right but I really want, I wanted, like, because Taskmaster in the comics, for all the stuff they change character-wise, I don't care. Change whatever you want character-wise. Tony, yeah. But it's Tony like only master
1: doesn't mean enough for me to care. Yeah. Shit, so.
0: <laughs> he's got, like, what I like about Taskmaster is that he does have an answer to everything. Right. So it's like, he doesn't have a hammer, but he's got something that he can shoot with lightning. He doesn't have web shooters, but he's got, like, DIY ones. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have Wolverine claws, but he's, like, made a glove. And I kind of wanted more of, like, that. Like I sort of wanted him to have some her to have some like shitty repulsor blast or like a war machine thing to pop up. Like I kept waiting for some like hammer tech solutions.
1: (laughs) Oh, I would love Justin Hammer to come back in here.
0: Same. Armor Wars. Oh yeah. But you know, between her Yelena's arc of just everything being real and then not being real and then becoming real. So then the matter at hand, well, before we fully do that, no, no, let's do it. Adding stakes to a prequel. I think normally, I hate to use Star Wars, but I'm going to use Star Wars. We go all the way back to episode one, and that movie was like, here's some new characters. Like, But like, quite, you know, we maybe didn't know that he was going to get spired by Darth Maul, but we knew Qui-Gon was going to die one day. Yeah. We knew all these Jedi were gonna die one day.
1: I think it becomes in those instances, it becomes a matter of how how well did you make this, how important is this character, how well do I relate to this character for me to I, yeah, they're gonna die, but now I'm invested in how they get to that point. Some some do that better than the other. I, I like Rogue One because it does that better than the others, but then you have movies, which is a prequel, cool, like a new uh, the solo story, where you're like all these characters are one-to-ones of people that are that actually exist. There are no stakes in that. So that's where and this one widow sort of acts as a hybrid because we know Maddie's fate, but we don't know the main other the main other three, which is sort of the the sweet spot of this well, movie.
0: And I think we start seeing the the building out of the MCU in ways that we haven't really yet. And some of that is the post credit scene of Valentina and Yelena and spoiler alert, don't you want to shot at the guy who killed your sister? And we go, oh. This is going to be awesome because we know that Clinton and Nat were best friends. And we know that on the Red Skull planet, Vormir, they had to make a choice. No one else is aware of that. No. But it is also interesting to me where I'm like, Vormir is now just a thing people are aware of. Like everyone knows that Clint and Nat went somewhere. And, and one of them happened. did not return. Yeah. It's like the same way. It's, a, it's that far from home quote where it's like, yeah, we used to think Thor was fake. Now we study him in physics class. And I was like, yeah, it's funny that she, that Valentina brings it up because it's either at least knowledge that spy people have or that like high schoolers are learning about the Red Skull showing up in Vormir. Yeah. And like knowing your parents' names. Yeah. <laughs> So it really begs that question of like, well, what's that going to be like for that character? How is she now going to hunt down Clint? Is she going to kill him and then learn that she made a mistake? Is she going to get close and then Kate Bishop has to like take over?
1: It's very possible because, I mean, obviously this is, we're, we're we're moving mantles. This is going to, to Kate. So it could, it, she could easily walk in there and like, I'm going to take this dude out. And before getting any type of questions or answers and then find out that, oh, they were like, best best friends
2: my dream is that there's this big fight between kate and elena and then um and then but finally they realize that they're on the same side and then they become girlfriends
1: (laughs) (laughs) well listen i mean with with valentina we're definitely setting up dark avengers in this in, in, in in some form or fashion i have or the thunderbolts because Ross i think jumping, it's gonna
0: up. be more thunderbolts because both yelena and john walker and john walker sucks yeah but he's not evil no like when norman osborne makes the dark avengers in the comics they are like the green goblin is evil he's a mur- yeah and he gets scorpion bullseye some of the worst villains to do this and i'm like yeah. well These are all just misguided people that she has. So this could all turn on her. I, I don't see Florence Pugh
1: staying she's yeah. too important of a, like my wife mentioned she's like I don't want her to be on the bad folks I want her to be with her. I was like yeah I think no, no, no. this is for a while
0: we want yeah. some good villains this is a good villain this is I, interesting I do
1: think that because we keep using William Hurt and because that man cannot stop his heart is just gonna fail well we're going to get Red Hulk pretty quick because I think I he's mean, going to end up with that serum like I gotta get out I, this, he, I'm this, i falling apart
0: <laughs> if we're gonna do that we gotta do that I think sooner than later because yeah. we William heard it. I thought they de aged him in this movie because which he is looks weird because time
1: wise, someone else mentioned this because I saw this just on the time. Gaunt and he just small looks young. Yeah, sick. I don't know if he's I don't right. I don't know if he's personally ill or if this was a choice, but time wise, there was no reason to do it because no, it I, think just, I think he's just
0: he's just getting old. And yeah. That's just what it's like. If I get old and I get stronger cheekbones, great. Well, well
2: done. But, I guess he's getting up there.
0: Yeah, um, so it's like if we're gonna make him the Hulk, we got to make him the Hulk. And then,
1: I mean, which, it was, which is fine because Red Hulk doesn't switch back. So you just need to get him there. And then like, cool, you're Red Hulk from this point on. We don't really need to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but what I found fascinating about this, and because this is just the world we're in now, is that this is the first time that a post-credit sequence is going to lead to a television show.
0: Well, Terrence, it's also the first time in years that a post-credit scene hasn't just been a bit.
1: It, that's true.
0: Yeah, usually that's more of a mid-credits. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But to get to end up in a, on a television show is like, or even in this weird nebulous where TV connects to film where film like we're in it now. Like and Disney's Marvel is kind of like, you're on it. If you don't, F you. <laughs> this is what we're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I, I think that's, you know, one way they do it is there's just going to be more to this story overall. And the other way they add stakes, as as Jamie kind of hinted on, is with Taskmaster. This is a character that has an arc non-traditional to marvel where we just blow up yellow jacket uh, and instead give her this weird this beginning of her redemption and this very powerful message and her going off with the widows and so i feel like where most prequels are just sort of like you were curious how wolverine got his claws here is the story of how wolverine got his claws (laughs) this is a prequel that's like hey We're going to add a little context for Black Widow. We're going to kind of like make good with the fans because we should have done this in like 2014. And we're going to build out a lot of people that you want to know about. And I think that's what most franchises should start doing if they go back in time. We should be going back. The Godfather Part 2 is actually a very good example of like, that squeezed a prequel in that built a yeah. ton of context and then led us to the Godfather part three. Yeah. There's like, there's ways to do this, but I feel like normally they're just like, people want to know this one answer and they're we're going to do that.
1: They're getting a lot better of at, at, at leaving dangling participle threads. They did it with, I mean, sort of with the Loki taking the box and, and they knew where they were going, but they sort of knew that and made that threat here. We could do an entire story of just like Rachel Weiss and, and, and Red Guardian going to stop or like well, shut down all the rest of the widows that are still on the board. Like, hey, that's we need the, to, yeah.
0: The other interesting part is we spent so long building space and we're back to building earth. Like now right. I am like, well, who is Red Guardian full of shit? Is he delusional? Or was there somebody with a shield in 1983? And like, yeah. what are all of these other stories with the widows and like, we we're now in this like it's not quite shielded it's not quite hydra it's somewhere in between but like we could do that for right forever and it it, it's interesting when you kind of start being like oh this movie has a lot of stakes because like i know nat's story but we're really using this to build out a part of the world that we've never built out before that will have long-term effects to the story at large
1: And quite frankly, I I think you and I have had this combo, which is, I am always more interested in that. Because as much as the space stuff is fun, it sometimes gets so big when I was like, I I can no longer wrap my head around this. I give me a good spy thriller or like, I I enjoy that more because it feels more tangible and and, and lived in.
0: I want to go back to the streets. Yeah. Jamie, how about you? Did you feel that this added stakes in a way or were you sort of like, this is a great movie and I don't care that I know where it's going? Because I mean, that's also an answer. I don't know. Well, I,
2: I, I think that um, the stakes were great because it wasn't about like, is Natasha going to live or die or survive this? It was more about her as a character coming to terms with all of her mistakes. Like I really, like my friend said to me yesterday, he's like, I, he's like, I wish they had gone deeper into her real mother. And I go, I, I thought that was perfect because she learned more about her mother in that conversation with Rachel Vice than she's ever known before. That was more closure than she closure than she ever thought she was going to get. And and I really just think it was a great character build up. and that's why I keep calling it like a side quest. Because it, it really um it's not really about um the end game of this movie. It's it's totally about the journey and the relationships and uh, and I think that if you're gonna make a prequel, that's what it should be. And we did get some fun, like like we we now know what they were doing in Budapest Budapest, however we want to say it. Yeah.
0: Um
2: and stuff like that. I thought it was like the perfect balance. Um, and and like I said before, like it doesn't it's not gonna feel really like a prequel anymore when we keep watching it. And even like even solo, which is much weaker, but I, I love Star Wars so much that I, I constantly watch that movie because it's Star Wars and it has grown on me for that reason because it's like it doesn't really matter. It's still probably my least favorite Star Wars movie, but I still enjoy watching it because it's just more of the thing I like, and that's <laughs> what this is, well, but then, an
0: elevated version of that. It's also interesting that and I, this is my like cynicism talking, but when people are like, oh, there's no stakes. I know it's gonna happen to Natasha. And I'm like, you're telling me you watched Iron Man 1 for the first time and you're like, they might kill Tony Stark in this exactly. film. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah.
1: through, through the dark night, like, hmm, I don't know if Batman's gonna make it through this.
2: I mean, I thought, <laughs> I mean, all the other, like if they hadn't already announced that Florence P was gonna be in Hawkeye, it was very much, but it felt like the best thing because we've already seen, we knew scarlet was Johansson was going to get that vest. That could, and if we hadn't known already that she was coming, like she could have been died. I definitely, like Rachel, could have died. Like I don't know. There are plenty of characters that. Yeah,
1: I think they do more damage, and this isn't necessarily on them. This is more on some of the media. I think they do more damage in like leaks or or yeah. telling who's going to be in future casts than they do in the films like I, I can watch a movie and the stakes are like But you if you tell me like Florence Pugh is on set and is going to be on Hawkeye for the first next three episodes like well then well shit I didn't need to know that before I watched this
0: film totally or oh, you mean like announcing far from home at all <laughs> 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 oh no Peter's gone wait <laughs> Sony's gotta eat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold on uh but yeah, it's interesting because I feel like stakes in a movie, in any story are never, I used to say it about the MCU and Game of Thrones, where I'm like, the dying is not the only interesting choice. And I feel like when people talk about stakes, they're like, but will they die? And I'm like, stakes are not live or die. It's the easiest way to do it. Will they live or die? But- Civil War when Rhodey gets paralyzed and they're like, "Oh, the stakes don't feel high." And I'm like, "They don't feel high to you." He's <laughs> paralyzed forever, yeah. and yes, he lives in MCU sci-fi world and he's gonna get robot legs and it'd be fine, but like, we we have to watch him try to walk in that yeah. movie. That's so that was that's almost harder to watch than some of the like funeral scenes they've had. Odin sprinkles away to dust and we did bits about it. Like We know Thor is going to survive Ragnarok, but they blow up his planet. And I'm like, good stakes have always been less about whether they live or die and more about how it affects the character in that moment. When they talk about raising the stakes in a script, it's not like, no, 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 like stab them in the neck. It's like, do something that's going to alter the path they're on or the life choices they've made, or challenge their philosophies. The stakes in Winter Soldier are not whether or not Captain America will live or die. It is, this is a red, white, and blue boy scout. And he has learned that everything he believes in is fake.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have to play in this gray world uh, the stakes to sort of do things. Yeah. yeah. And, so and like- I think that's what the stakes are for, for this. Natty walked out of or walked away from her family, or was leaving her family. And thought she was like, I'm just going to be on my own. I'm just going to do my own thing. And then she realized like, oh shit, I need family because they need me. And this is, this, is, this is what I need to do. That was the stakes for this film. Um, more so than whether she lived or died and is like, whether she cared about her family.
0: It gives her agency for everything she does in Endgame. Like when she's leading the Avengers at the start of that movie, you're just like, that's great. Mm-hmm. I would have also loved to have seen that cut storyline of her like saving all the orphans. Yeah, and like helping the displaced children. It de- you're right. That it definitely makes great.
1: that scene when 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 Steve comes in. And she's like, "Don't don't give me any good news." Like when she's just running everything, it makes that so much heavier because you're like, "Oh, she's just got."
0: Well, even I that, I got
1: to keep this going. Like this is the only family line, I've ever had. I have to keep gonna this do going. Do this right. Yeah,
0: like it really all of a sudden it becomes like, "Oh, she spent her whole life without a family, got both of them, only for them all to break up." She probably doesn't even know. If Elena or Red Guardian or her mom survived the dusting, that's
2: my question. That's like, another... I feel like yep. Florence Pugh had to have dusted because one, just age-wise, um, I don't think she's quite ready to play thirty-four, um, but uh, well, thirty-two. Um, but uh, for her
0: to go after Hawkeye, she would be I feel
1: active. Like she yeah, be she dusted. would be active if if I think
2: she would have been around. Right, correct. Um, uh, that's just my guess and uh, I, I wish that like i wish that marvel would just release like a chart just like give us a book <laughs>
0: and I'll, everything oh they be. will one day we'll get that yes. no? it's gonna be in secret invasion because i bet the twist in secret invasion is one of these scrolls whoever's gonna be walking around and someone's gonna be like what do you mean you were dusted and that's how it's gonna like happen like they're gonna say something i'll be like I remember five years ago when we were on that mission and they'll be like, no, because Thanos snapped and you were you gone. You weren't
1: there. And right. that's
0: going to be the like, uh-oh.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> got me.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, it's great. I have nothing else to say. I'm so excited to see all these characters continue. It is a movie that I'm hearing some complaints and I just don't get it. Yeah. I just, because all the ones even I have, I'm like, ah, man, I wish they had done more with Taskmaster. And then I'm like, but I don't care. They did a lot. Yeah, I, I say this-
1: <laughs> it's more want than actual. What's wrong? With the I show. just more want like- a
0: five-hour cut of this, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
2: and I want to say because I, I, think the you brought up in the beginning of this podcast the American Pie thing, and I'm about the same age as Elena, and American Pie was my favorite song as a kid. Like I, I uh, printed out all the words and like memorized them, and that so that part like hits me really deep. This just
1: took, Yeah, this just shows you as a, as a filmmaker, as a director, because I caught it, but I was like, I just probably isn't going to mean anything. But when they were driving, Yelena in the backseat, the young one was singing her hearts off. Mm-hmm. But you could see her dad was sort of, wasn't singing as much as he was, but he was mouthing it with her. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Well, it's a Didn't great Didn't think it was going to come back at all i mean it yeah. hits you and then i'm like oh this is why oh marvel
0: loves now. those new, moments we're both upside down now <laughs> yeah the song has to come back we have said <laughs> we can do this all day more times <laughs> than i can count marvel <laughs> loves
1: this they are a callback, callback. For, like bring it
2: back <laughs> and, and <laughs> we eat that shit up we love it i love yeah. it
0: too if we yeah. had great power, great responsibilities somewhere in the MCU and Spider-Man said it like whenever he was in frame, I would be like, yay. <laughs> like, I don't care. Play me the song, man. Yeah. Like These are the notes I missed. Oh, what a theater experience. Everyone cheered, everyone yelled. Yeah, I don't that have
1: Marvel a- logo came on and that theater lost it. And I was like, this is what I missed. I, I don't this. have a
0: whole box office list in front of me because at this point it's irrelevant. They've been number one. It may 80 million at the box office. Another 60 million from <sighs> Disney+. Plus. so happy because I love are. the full release. I'm
2: and so
1: internationally did well. It was like 215 worldwide, which is just, we're back. We're in it.
0: We are back. Um, this would have been a billion dollar movie without the pandemic. Correct. And it still might.
1: It still might. It still might. Is that what,
0: Space Jam 2 and Snake Eyes are going to come out?
1: Neither of those really interest me at all <laughs> or move into in Escape well, Room 2. Was, but,
0: oh yeah, Escape Room 2 is going to knock this out for sure. Yeah, that's It's it, the that's Tournament the one. of Champions, Terrence. It's They're right. all champions.
2: I have to see that on Tuesday for work. I have to review it, and, but I haven't seen the first one so this week is going to be a lot of me watching the Escape Room. Oh Jamie, oh. I'm
0: so sorry. I,
2: you well, should text
1: us while you're watching I because will. that's, yeah. I don't
2: really want to, <laughs> but i said i would but actually i'm kind of excited to write a review for a movie that i like i'm I'm not going to go in it expecting to hate it but i'm sure i'm not going to love it so i it's just preposterously
1: stupid that's basically what happens yeah
2: a good muscle to flex yeah it'll be amazing i don't know who knows Saw for
0: kids what can go (laughs) wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah, that's all the box office stuff I have. It's Marvel. They're the king. It doesn't matter. It does, they seem it, to be doing all right. Is, this is more interesting What I'm like, well, you know, it's dipping. And what do the audiences want? And the audiences want Marvel.
1: Yeah, apparently that superhero fatigue thing is just not a oh, thing.
0: Look, I mean, we said it when COVID happened, but I was like, this might be the best thing that could have happened to the MCU because we all went from being like, yeah, sure, okay, we're going to do this to being like, WandaVision, Loki, <laughs> giving it all to me now.
1: <laughs> now they're just keeping their foot on your neck, like we are not stopping.
0: Oh, it's insane. I don't yeah. I don't think we've ever had this much in a tube where I'm just like, okay, next week we're going to finish Loki, and then, and like then I get, two what weeks if? later, Shang-Chi's going to happen, and yeah. then what if's going to happen, and then the Eternals is going to come out, what and then Hawkeye's going to gonna come out, and then Spider-Man's going to come yeah. out.
1: Yeah, and that's all just this year, which is just nuts.
0: Miss <laughs> so Marvel is
1: in there, too, somewhere. Yeah, like, it's Marvel, crazy. The
2: other one. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, honestly, like I, I, if they keep doing the Disney Plus release, I will keep going to the movie to see it a couple times, and then I will immediately buy it. I loved that on uh, Thursday night, I was in the theater watching it, and Friday night, I was in my bed watching it. I could get used to that.
1: You know, what's funny, I think this is a business model that like, I've heard so many families are like, I wasn't ready to go to the theater, or there are five of us in my family, it was easier for me to just spend 30 bucks and watch it at the crib than it was to go to the theater. I'm like, ah, that's a genius business model, because here for these type of movies, it's always, somebody is going to always purchase that off of Disney Plus, mm-hmm. There's there's never going to be a point, I don't know if people will buy this, they're going to.
2: For um, other movies, it could potentially hurt theaters. But correct. I think with Marvel, it's not going to hurt. It's going to be
1: both. Yeah, oh, yeah. it can be whatever. Be
0: fine. <laughs> uh, that's the show, guys. Black Widow was great. One of the finest prequels we've seen, which, you know, it's only a prequel to half the universe. And it's a sequel to the other half. That's that glass true. is half full or half empty, however you want to look at it. But you should, of course, leave us a review on iTunes and comment on YouTube. The show, you can follow at Hollywood Already Did It on Twitter and Instagram or Hollywood ADI. I'm at, as always, Blake. Jamie's at Jamie Cinematics and Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. Hollywood Already Did It, of course, also has You Can't Do That Anymore, a show about movies that you could not or should not or would not make today. And our Marvel pairups where we take every episode of any Marvel show of WandaVision, Loki, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier and pair it up with movies or tv shows in the genre that it pairs up with which has jamie on it every week and currently is in the middle of its loki show and terrence has all of our reactions and everything else on the channel and jamie of course is on the phase zero podcast at comicbook.com and has many articles there you can go read what she's going to think about escape room 2 in just a few days <laughs> the suspense i can't is wish. killing me <laughs> and we will see everybody next week when uh, it is time to jam later That's how the song went Welcome to the jam anyone